Hi everyone, I'm Shelby. And I'm Amanda. And we're Overwhelmingly Average. We're a show where the two of us sit down and discuss the hard-hitting topics of today. Including what Netflix show is the most bingeable right now. So sit back. Relax. And join us in for some some fun fun conversation. conversation. Welcome, Welcome back. back! Hey guys, uh, it's been a while. Well, actually, it hasn't been a while. It's only been a week. Well, it felt like a while. It did feel like a while. Mm-hmm. We took quite a long hiatus there, um, but now it's nice to be on a really regular schedule. Yeah. Um, and kind of with that, actually, we should tell our listeners, um, Shelby and I decided that um, we are going to do six weeks on and two weeks off. Um, because we were finding that when we were consistently trying to produce a podcast every week, it just was kind of too much and... Well, like, with, like, schedules and just sometimes it didn't work out for us to be able to get together all the time and and we were kind of getting a little just burnt out a little bit. Well, and I feel like our creative juices weren't flowing as much. Yeah, exactly. Because I felt like it was, it was like we have to put a podcast out and, but we were, like, racking our brains on trying to figure Mm -hmm. out what we wanted to talk about and then by the time we put all these thought into it, we'd be exhausted. Right. So So. we decided that we're going to do six on, two off, um... And then you guys will kind of have um, just that kind of schedule in mind, just so that then you know. Um, and then that two weeks will still kind of, you know, be brainstorming, working on things. But then mm-hmm. um, that'll just be able to give us kind of get a better handle on it. Yeah. So we're kind of obviously learning as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we just wanted to let you guys in on that um, yeah. before we got too far into this kind of cycle. Um, but I'm really excited to talk with you today. Yeah. Um, we went like two weeks almost without seeing each other, mm-hmm. um, cause I was traveling and then Shelby was traveling. And so we just kind of were both little jet setters for a while. Yeah. Which I mean, it's kind of fun. It was really fun, but it's nice to be able to sit down and catch up. Yeah. Um, and to get back on a regular schedule. Exactly. And, um, I'm really excited to talk about our topic today, um, the last few, well, not last week's, um, last week's was really awesome. Shelby shared her story, so if you haven't listened to that one, definitely go back. Um, it was so awesome. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, it was just really cool. Um, this week, we're going to talk about um, community mm-hmm. and kind of what that looks like and what it can look like, what, um, I don't know, my definition of community has really changed. Mm-hmm. I look at like what it looked like in high school and then in the beginning of college, middle end of college, and then now. Yeah. So, um, just to give it like a little bit of context, um, my small group has been reading the book, um, come matter here by Hannah Brencher. And if you haven't read this book, I would really highly recommend it. Um, I just read one. Like, so I, she was telling me about this book and mm-hmm. the specific chapter, which basically was kind of the, um, Community. Yeah, which was about community and the the reason we decided to do a podcast on this. So I just read the one chapter and I I loved it. Like I yeah. love the way she writes. Yeah. And I, I only read the one chapter. Um, you know, she writes um basically like you're part of the conversation. Like Very, you're there at the yeah. table with her. I agree. And yeah. that's like it's been cool because that's how her whole book has been written. And it just feels like, yeah, like you said, like you're just sitting across the table like yeah. grabbing coffee. Which is fun because I like um, I like authors that write like that. Makes you just feel more included and yeah. really in tune with the book. And um, I feel like a lot of the time, kind of the books that are like the, not like self-help, but um, kind of self-feel-good, self-improvement books, I feel like those can sometimes be like 
worded in the way of I, the author, has so much knowledge and they're imparting their wisdom on us. But with this author, I feel like it's really, um, like, she's just in it, like, hey, I learned this, like, how I would say, mm-hmm. like, we would say to each other, like, hey, right. I learned this thing, like, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so first off, maybe let's just kind of say, like, what, Shelby, what does, like, community mean to you, like, now? So, community, I, well, I'll, I'll go back and say my comparison of what yeah. um, community is now versus what I thought when I was younger. Um, I think that when I was younger, I thought community was having as many friends as possible yeah. and having as many people surround you as possible. And I think the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that I want less people, but people who are willing to just like put everything into me and I put everything into them. Right. Like, you know, it, it's gotta, it's gotta be a two way street. And mm-hmm. so I'd rather have a couple of friends that are like that. And I think that community is a lot about just building each other up and, um, <clears throat> like, I like with for you, uh, for example, Amanda, like I, you as like one of my best, best friends, like I want to see you succeed in life. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to help you with that and right. when, whatever what I can. And I feel like that's how community is because I know you would do anything right. to help me, um, you know, be better and build me up as a person. Totally. I think that is the most important thing about community is somebody who loves sports, respects, mm-hmm. um, basically pours into you as much as you pour into them. Yeah, yeah. I think that's – I agree. I really don't think I have anything to add. I think – I think it's kind of community to me now means who will show up week after week, day after day, month after month, year after year. And, you know, I also think, too, my definition of community is not only who will show up, but also who has never left. So even if that Mm. means, like, I think about one of my best friends, Jamie, and, like, she, we don't talk every day. We don't talk as much as we used to in high school, but, like, I know that day or night I could call her just as much as I could call you, you know, and say yeah. like, Jamie, I need X, Y, and Z or blah, blah, blah. And she would drop everything and help me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think like, and we don't talk every day, you yeah. know, we don't even talk every month, but like, I think that too is community, like where definitely that still to me, like fits under the same umbrella, oh, even for though, sure. even though it looks different, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I agree, but that depth rather than the width mm-hmm. of having the amount of friends yeah, and stuff great. like that. The other thing that I was thinking too was, um, and Hannah Brincher kind of mentions this in her book, but that community, I think we have such a weird skewed view of community because Mm. of social media. Mm, Yes. And I think that we have a very different perception of what it really means to be a friend because you can meet someone once and then friend, quote unquote, them on Instagram or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like their photos and comment on their photos and think that that's, that's enough. Right. And I think too, I look at like the bloggers that I follow mm-hmm. where I feel like I'm their friend, like <clears> I know <throat> them and I've never met them and they have like thousands and thousands of followers. Yeah. So I think we just have a very different concept of, and I think people call it like an Instagram community mm-hmm. and not, I do think that there's a time and place for that. Like I don't mean to like demonize that by yeah. any means because I do still think that that is really important. But I also think that it's important to distinguish between the two, yes. if that makes sense. No, it totally does. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. And I think that sometimes that we get caught, so, so caught up in those social media mm-hmm. relationships that we right. kind of forget about the ones that are right in front of us. Yeah, the real and ones. And we don't 
we don't like fuel into those relationships as much as we should. Like I, I feel like sometimes I have more of a relationship with my phone than I do with right. some people sometimes, you yeah. know, like you just kind of dive in or, you know, Chad and I are hanging at home and we realize that we've just been sitting on our phones for right. 20, 30 minutes and we haven't even talked to each other. Right. So. I think that's a really good point. And I think too, something I've been kind of trying to be more cognizant about is the phone time that I spend while I'm around Finn. Because I think it's like, I don't want him as my dog to think that I don't, I don't know, that I don't care about him and that yeah I just am focused on this tiny little box. You want to give him that undivided attention. Right. And I know that it might be stupid, but I think about when I'm a parent in the future and I've been tr- like in the long future, <laughs> but when I want to try and train myself into habits that then set me up for, set me up for success in the future, mm, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, and, no, I like that. And I was just reading this. Um, blog post by um, this blogger that I follow and um, she was talking about how when she goes up to give her kids a bath every night she leaves her phone down in the living room and so she doesn't take it with her because she noticed that she while the kids were bathing she would just sit and scroll on her phone and she was like my kids love bath time and that's a really special piece that I'm missing because I'm Mm -hmm. just sucked into this little box yeah and I don't know I just thought that that was really interesting yeah. And just something to think about. Well, and my parents to this day, they don't plug their phones in their room mm-hmm. next to them. They plug it out and like it's in like the dining room, like yeah. on, the, on the table in there. Um, and my brother does the same thing. Yeah. And I I don't think I did that when I was young, like when I was living at home. But they've made it like a, a rule mm-hmm. um, that phones get plugged in outside. So like, I mean, that also helps with just sleep and right. just kind of like focusing on um, relaxing rather than yeah. being, you know, stimulated by your phone. And I mean, I, I feel like we're going on a different tangent here, but, um, but I still think that's an important thing. I think it, I think it all kind of falls under this bigger umbrella of just looking at like, what do we believe about like community society and how like our phones and things like play into that. Yeah. Because I think you can't separate out any issue that you talk about, you can't separate out technology or phones from yeah. that issue because they're just so in our lives. You know what You're I right. mean? You're right. Like I think I was thinking about over the summer, I went to Target with my friend Price and we went to get him an alarm clock because he wanted to do that ex- exact same thing. Like, yeah. And I just was like, oh, wow, I didn't even think about, you know, that. And when my mom texted me for daylight savings last week, she was like, don't forget to set your like alarm clock back. And I was like, it's my phone. It already does it. <laughs> but you know, just that, I don't know that there are a lot of options and yeah. And I wonder too, like what would, like, would that change our view of community? Like, would we have hold those like bloggers and that Instagram community as tightly mm-hmm. if we weren't on our phones, like, right? That's the last right. thing. That's the last thing we see at night and the first thing we look at in the morning. Mm. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, and I'm, I mean, I'm the biggest culprit, you know, like I'm sitting there and I'm not like, I'm not super tired. Like I'm a little bit tired. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just going to just scroll on Instagram for just mm-hmm. a little bit and make me really tired and then I'll fall right back right to sleep. Right. So. Yeah. I just think, yeah, it's just all really interesting. Um, But I do think, too, on the flip side, just like I feel with every conversation we've had, we give one side and we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we go, well, on the flip side, I look at, like, the body positive community and Mm -hmm. because that's a big one that I follow a lot of people. As you guys all know, I talk about it pretty much (laughs) every week. Mm -hmm. But that is such a big community and that has been such a positive influence in my life because it's totally reshaped my thinking towards – 
like what bodies can look like and body positivity and body image and all that, you know, and I, I try to be like a, a an active part of that, mm-hmm. you know, or I don't know, or things like that. Yeah. Well, and when you just said that, I thought we, we want to pour into like our friends and um, support one another and all of that. And I love seeing my friends on Instagram and seeing what they're doing and kind of keeping up or, or they're, they're posting a status on Facebook about how they got a new job or how, um, how like just they're doing, they kind of give a, like a life update or like, Mm -hmm. you know, the concert they went to and it's, it's fun for friends you don't get to see every day. Um, so like, I mean, one of the apps that's really good for, like Amanda and I's community and our friend our friend group is Marco Polo. Yeah. Um which I think we've talked about before. I yeah. Think. So if if you guys don't know what Marco Polo is, it's basically an app where you can send a video to someone. Mm-hmm. Um but it's not like a FaceTime where you see each other at the same time. It's like but you can't delete it either. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a video so you message. You can go back and watch it. Yeah. So it's not like a Snapchat where it disappears. It's right. like if you took FaceTime and Snapchat uh-huh. and combined and it, them. And it notifies the person as soon as you're recording. But yeah. anyways, like that has been such an amazing tool um, for, especially for Amanda and I and Shannon and Jenny because yeah. Jenny's in Idaho, Shannon's in Arizona, and it's just a really nice way to be able to connect mm-hmm. more constantly face-to-face because yeah. there's something so special about being able to talk to somebody face-to-face right. like as best as you can. Right. I mean, since we only get to see Shannon two or three times a year right. and we only get to see uh, Jenny a couple times a year as yeah. well, it's, it's nice to be able to have those tools that connects us instantly mm-hmm. with one another so and I I just I love that yeah so and I think it's cool too because the fun thing with Marco Polo and I'm sure we've said this before is that um like with our old roommates we have one you know and so mm-hmm. there's all of us that listen that go on it and stuff like that which is fun yeah too you know so like you said it just connects us in a different way so rather than just sending a text and um and kind of waiting days to hear back from somebody because sometimes it's like hard to text back oh yeah or to it's easier to get on marco polo yeah and just talk about what's going on in your life rather than typing it because it just takes forever. it's like if you could leave video voicemails yes for sure and just constantly like sending mm-hmm. each other video voicemails and i and i love getting marco polo i do too way more than i do text like yeah well sometimes if you and i are texting i will marco polo you mm-hmm Instead of just mm-hmm. texting you back because it's yeah. easier. Yeah. yeah. Especially like on our way home and things like that. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I just – it's pretty interesting how – I don't know. We always, I feel like, come back to this subject of technology and it's just interesting mm-hmm. how it all comes back to that. And I, I think that a lot of the time – like we do talk a lot about the, the positives and you were saying – or the positive – the negatives. You're talking yeah. a lot about the negatives. But – and then you have to kind of look on the flip side like you were saying earlier – but then there are so many positive to technology. Right. Like it is I'm just so glad that we like the time the time we live in, we're able to connect with those friends and family that don't live near us. Yeah. Through technology when mm-hmm. that wasn't you, you weren't able to do that, you yeah. know, fifty, sixty years ago. But even if you think like eleven years ago or ten years ago, in two thousand seven is when the iPhone came out. Yeah. So think even like twelve years ago, they didn't have like you would have to get like a camcorder, True. Cam- a yeah. webcam and put oh, it on your computer. True, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So even like, I don't know, that's just crazy to think about. The book also talks about um, being your whole self mm-hmm. with your community. Yeah. So, you know, when I was younger, I did not do this. Yeah. I basically changed who I was depending on who I was around. Mm-hmm. And because I wanted them to like me, right. that I wanted them to 
I wanted to be the version of myself that they wanted me to be rather than just being just fully Shelby. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like in high school and, and middle school even, and even, like, beginning of college, like, popularity was a huge thing. And yeah. I was so afraid for some people to know the imperfections about me or the weird parts about me that as soon as they would realize that, ooh, that's a little weird, they would immediately just dip out as friends. Right. And that was so important to me. But then, you know, as you grow up, you realize, well, you shouldn't be friends with people like that. Right. I mean, those are the toxic people that you don't want in your life, the people that you can't be your full authentic self with. Yeah. I agree. And I was thinking, too, this when we decided earlier on this week that we were going to talk about community, I was kind of reflecting. And I was thinking about, too, how we almost named our podcast Borderline Popular. Yeah. Because we were both borderline popular. Mm-hmm. And we were like... Friends with all of the popular kids, but we weren't in that popular group. And mm-hmm. how, at least for me, that really made me feel like I just wasn't worthy yeah. of being in the popular group. Like, they liked me enough to all, like, be my friend and talk with me at lunch and all of that. But then they didn't like me enough to, like, hang out with them. And granted, like, I don't think I really would have wanted to hang out with the popular kids per se. But I just think that that... But that really was a stuck huge, with me. And a I huge think, desire. Yeah. And yeah. I think then too, like you said, that followed us into college. We deemed a group of people the quote unquote popular ones. Mm-hmm. And we kind of thought that we wouldn't be happy until we had that perceived popularity. Right. Right. And I think it just goes to say that, you know, when people are truly being their authentic selves, that's when they gain to me like true quote unquote like popularity because... Yeah. Like, you just think about, you want to be around people that make you feel like you can be yourself. And if you're being authentic, others around you will feel okay to do that too because you're kind of opening the door for that. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it totally does. And as you were saying that, I feel like I didn't truly become myself until I was like a little later in college. Mm -hmm. Because the people I surrounded myself in high school, and in high school, you kind of have like slim pickings. Like... Your grade is your grade. Like the people. Sorry, Caitlin and Jenny, you were slim pickings. <laughs> I mean, like I, know, I, I still joking. have some really great friends, and I mean Amanda does too. But like as a whole, the people that you have at school, like there's just a there's just a handful of people that you get to choose from as friends, right. and you're kind of stuck with them. Right. And like I did benefit a lot from a lot some of those girls. Well, I mean, in, in high school, you have like a thousand people versus college, you've got like ten thousand. Th- that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Is like once I you you went to go to college, you can ba- basically be a little bit more picky on who you want to be with friends with. And I think that like I'm glad that I made the cut. You did make the cut. <laughs> yeah. So like when I met when I met Shannon and Amanda, like. We all just connected so well and it was just strange to me because I felt like I had never met friends that clicked with me so well. Right. Like we all – it just was like weird because I would never had a, had friends that we all just – I mean, I mean, Amanda, we – I remember – I'm sure you remember this night. was within a couple weeks of I us moving into the dorms. I was just going to say that. That's And bring we up. were having a sleepover in Amanda and Shannon's dorm mm-hmm. and – we basically, one random question, like, let's talk about our deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. And I I remember that night, I opened up to them about something I had never told anybody right. ever. And I was so scared. And you didn't know us that well. No, I was scared, but I, and like, I was shaking, but I felt, like, safe enough right. um, to tell them um, about this, you know, secret that I had been co- coping or 
bottling up inside. And so then once I told, but I felt, you know, like I said, I felt safe. I felt good enough to tell them. And then once I told them, I was like, oh God, what are they going to say? Oh no, what are they going to say? And then they're all like, oh, okay. And then they asked me like questions and there was absolutely no judgment in the room. Right. And that is what a community is supposed to be about. Yeah. And I think, too, that shows, like, when you're being your authentic self, then that's when you'll find real community. And if you're not being your authentic self, there's no way that you can find it because you you don't know how those people are going to react to the true you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I think about, like, I mean, so I've led a small group for a long, long time. Like, I think this is the fourth year that I've led a small group. And it's really cool because... This year, it's really just with schedules and things like that. It's just really dwindled down. And we have about four of us that come really, really, really consistently. And it was the coolest thing. And this is actually this, like, act of kindness for my community was actually what kind of sparked this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I was having a really hard day, honestly, last week at school. And there was just a lot of things that were outside of my control and... I just am very sensitive, as you well know. And so Mm -hmm. it just kind of, it was too much for me emotionally that day. And um, came into small group. There were some things going on and I just couldn't, um, I just like couldn't. Basic girl, I just, I just can't. (laughs) And um, anyways, I just, I like told the girls in my small group and they were like, you know, we'll be praying for you this week, blah, blah, blah. And then it was so cool because then, so my small group is Thursday. Saturday, I got this random Amazon package, and you were the one that actually brought it in. You're like, mm-hmm. you, what'd you get on Amazon? And I was like, I didn't order anything. Yeah. I was and like, I, oh, it's kind of heavy. <laughs> yeah. And I like, I opened it, and um, I like texted my mom. There was like no note, but there was this, the Cinderella movie that is with Brandy. It's such a good one. So, actually, it's very cheesy. If you watch it nowadays, so yeah. still amazing mm-hmm. but you're like it's just like when we were we were just watching spy kids before this mm-hmm. like you're like oh that was not great acting no <laughs> but i still love it but anyway so there was that and some bath bombs and i was like oh my gosh this is crazy i was just talking about cinderella and i literally couldn't remember where i was talking about it and then i was like oh my gosh i was talking about that in small group and come to find out my small group girls had sent me this like care package two days later because they knew I was having a hard day that day and they like wanted me to feel good and it was just like to me that's the epitome of community like we do life together we show up Mm -hmm. together it's not perfect we're not perfect we don't say the right things at every time Mm -hmm. but it's just messy and you just welcome each other like messily and and I also feel like that in that moment it reiterated how much they were really truly listening to you that night and how much they cared and so it's like when someone listens to you and then someone does something a little extra that you don't expect them to do you're like wow they really care right they took it with them throughout their week and thought of it yes um the thing that Hannah Brencher says I think was like my favorite quote in this whole book in this whole chapter was you're welcome on my couch you and all of your issues at any time oh I like that and I just think that's just like the epitome of community yeah and well and I like when you say that I or actually when I read it earlier because I read this chapter before we recorded this podcast um I actually read that sentence and I went through all of like my best friends and or all my not my best friends all my friends that I surround myself with right now and Honestly, I was really happy to, like, think that, like, every single one of them, like, yeah. fits that. Yeah. And and so that I feel like, you know, with age, you know, you your relationships, you know what you want in relationships. Yeah. And, um, like, I'm just really happy that the people I surround myself with, I know that right. I'm welcome on their couch and they're always welcome on mine. Right. And, and with that, 
Amanda and I and a couple friends, Will, Brittany, and Chad, we all get together every Monday. Mm -hmm. And it's just become kind of just a, like... I mean, we, it's been The Bachelor. We were watching The Bachelor. The Bachelor's over now. It started a year ago. Yeah, it did start a year ago. And we just, we get together almost every single Monday night. I mean, there's been a couple in between that we've been gone or I things have come up. I think that there's probably only been like a handful yeah, oh, that yeah. we've missed. It's consistent. We always show up at, whether it's, they come over at like eight o'clock to my house. We watch The Bachelor and everybody leaves after the episode. We always show up for one another. And mm-hmm. even like, you know, like Will last week. He came over and he was exhausted. Right. But he came over and he just fell asleep on the couch. And yeah. like because like he felt comfortable enough just right. to come over and hang out and you know, because we're all so close and our friendships that he can't just come over and, and right. fall asleep and no one's gonna care. Right. So. And I think too, like I remember I was thinking of like the opposite, where I remember we when Shelby and I lived with Shannon and Jenny, um, and we lived in a little apartment, um, um, Shelby just asked me if my timer went off Sorry. for dinner and I responded out loud and I meant to just mouth it. <laughs> and it just reminded me of when we lived in the apartment together and we just all had each other's backs constantly. And I think about that because we were really still learning what it meant to be adults and live on our own. Yeah. And yet we still like, no matter what hardships we had, like we were there for each other. We showed up every day. I mean, we had to, we lived together, but you know, metaphorically too. Well, and we also, I felt like we all did a really great job of this. If one of us was having a bad day, all three or the other three would kind of rally up together and try and make that person feel better after having a hard day. And none of us had to do that, but we just felt like it was important to make sure that that person felt loved and special. And that even if they had like the worst day that they could come home and, and feel feel okay to talk about it and we were always there to like kind of bring that person up a bit and I always appreciate that for when I had bad days like my roommates would do everything in their like in their power to try and make me feel better or just basically you know rub my back or if I was upset or just kind of console with me or let me just talk about whatever happened that day and that was just like that also is a, a definition of community yeah I agree um yeah, I mean, I think that it's just important to make sure you have a community. Yeah. Um, if you don't, I think um, look at the people that are in your life and make sure that they're all the people that you can go on their couch mm-hmm. and they're your couch people. Yeah. Like ask yourself that same question that I did when I read that book is, do I feel like I could go to all of my friends and just sit on their couch mm-hmm. and just be? Yeah. And if you can, then those are the right people to surround yeah. yourself with. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for listening, you guys. Um, we had a great time talking with you. Yeah. Yeah. We hope you have a great week. We hope you have a great week and we will see you next time. Okay. Bye everyone. And now brought to you by, by Amanda and Shelby. Here are the bloopers. This is going to be special. <laughs> All right. And we're back. And we're back. We just ate some dinner. We did. And if it you... It was s- delicious. Thank you. If you stay tuned after the podcast, there's going to be a special little ASMR. Well, you know, earlier I had no idea what it was. So then we watched a video of of, of that. Of ASMR. a girl watching, eating like and noodles. I literally was in tears. Yeah. Like, if you watched our tears. story this week, you will see the video.
So anyways, stay tuned for after the podcast for a little special something. It's it's something. Don't listen to it. It's bad. We're going to include it, but it, we're probably the only ones who think it's funny. Yeah. Well, maybe. Maybe like Shannon I had will to, think it's I funny. I had to like wipe my tears yeah. before we started this again. So basically, to summarize everything we've learned, you have a big mascara sm- <laughs> smear on the whole back of your hand. So we were going to try and do this really uh, nice sentiment. Up. No. So it just it's just on your hand. Okay. Um, oh, so to summarize oh. it, uh, community is important. Mm-hmm. Be there for the people that are there for you. Mm-hmm. And ASMR is kind of weird. And surround yourself with people who pour into you as much as you pour into them. And who listen to ASMR videos on your couch and laugh and cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. This was a short one, you guys. Have a great week. See you later. See you later. Hi. Uh, welcome back. <laughs> this is um, the start of our new ASMR podcast. So I just want to say right now I'm getting the ketchup bottle. And <laughs> I'm going to set this down. Whoops. ASMR eating